This is way right. I mean, this is way right. This is wow. 100 yards right. Two perfect shots, Michael. Got me in the water on one and over the green on the other. The ball itself has its own energy. Or life force, if you will. Its natural environment is in the hole. So why don't you send them home? His bags are packed. He's got his airplane tickets. Bring him to the airport. Send him home. This is episode 79 of the Break 80 podcast. It's January 1st, 2024, which means we're officially on to season three of the pod. Just want to thank all listeners who have supported us on this journey up to this point. Hopefully we can continue to bring content and stories of golf to all of you. And joining me tonight, as always, is Short Sighted Mike. And live from Streamsong Resort is one and only Top 100 Tim. Welcome, gentlemen. Happy New Year. How are we doing? So we're going to be over 80 now. Do we have to do we have to change the the name now that we're going to have 80, 81, 82, 83 episodes? You know, I I don't know about that, but I mean, the way our games are trending, we're we're it's trending right with the episodes. So that's that's a good thing. It's It 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 is. I let me tell you what happened today. I did not break 80. Uh my putting broke 80, and for a second there I didn't think I was going to have under 80 putts. And folks, this is for one 18 hole golf course i had 44 putts um <laughs> 44 putts <laughs> 44 putts i had 61 percent greens and reg 71 percent fairways and reg and had 40 wait now putts you must have chipped it like kind of like ass then too huh no 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 i i've i've four putted from uh 20 feet today like twice because usually when you don't hit like a high percentage of greens in regulation, you you're around the greens, whereas you chip it somewhat closer than like from 150 yards or whatever. No, no, these greens are um, something out of a either demented nightmare or a wild uh, fun carnival. It it really depends on how you putt. So it's either a blast in the time of your life, or you can do what I did and just give up on everything that you know and love. Um, <laughs> it, it was it was wild out there. Bring the lab back. Get get it back. Tim, did you did you play black today? I did. That that explains black. it, right? Yeah. And- so. Black- so I want to ask you something. Um, you know, you and I played last year, and I was just curious if you had noticed any changes with the course. I know we you'll talk a little bit about the chain, the part of three course that was put in, but you know, once Kemper took over, anything, even your accommodations or, or golf course, anything that you've kind of seen that's different this this year than last year. So the room quality themselves are still fantastic. They are modern. They're comfortable. There's tons of space. There have been some changes to other parts of the accommodations. They've taken away some of the previous uh, conference room spaces that were here, and they have transitioned those into dining options. So I'm going to get more info tomorrow from um, the uh, the director of golf over here named Craig, uh, just learning a little bit more about what it, it means to be under Kemper's umbrella. But it sounds like they went from, uh, my understanding was three restaurants, possibly up to six. Uh, they're building a new 19-hole, we'll call it short course. Uh, as you'll see, we captured some great drone footage before. 
uh, I had to crash land the drone into a bunker uh, right at the end there. Uh, but one of the one of the short course holes is a very two uh, very long two hundred and eighty five yard hole. So to call that a par three, um, maybe to Mike, but to us mere mortals, likely not. Uh, so a lot of changes. US Open, it would be. Well, I, I am. Did you hear my putting stats? I'm not a pro. <laughs> uh, and then the rumor is of of two more courses possibly coming into property. So they're they're really looking at stream song as the east coast version or the florida version of abandon uh, something that's going to have a a huge draw um, for golfers in the area and something that that honestly is a lot easier to get to than a lot of other places in the u.s uh, we're i think it was an hour and eight minute drive uh from st pete uh tampa area so it's it's very very easy to get to okay um so I was going to ask, is there any, if anybody else has anything else about streams, I was just asking about your your Florida, other things you've done. Yeah, so the trip started with a, a brief stop in, in Ocala to a lifted trunk, uh, truck and horse country. Uh, a brief stop there at uh, Ocala Golf Club, which is where a friend of the podcast, Javi, played a, a bunch of rounds. Um, we then went to the previous... Orlando Open course called Dubstread. It was a Bendelow design. Mike, I know that you're a huge, huge fan. Johnny, I have seen. I don't know if I'm a huge fan of Bendelow, but he did build a shitload of courses. I've never seen a course squeeze so tightly into different homes and next to a highway. It, it was really cool. It it would have been a, a great place to play golf, but it looks like home encroachment has really taken over one tee box is is so close to the road that it literally creates a a triangle surrounded by roadways as it points down the fairway there's the only place you could extend a tee would be directly into someone's driveway it's that tight uh the next day we spent at orange county national which had the live event last year uh now that it's 2024 uh at crooked cat and to be a completely honest crooked cat was less interesting than than panther lake and both were absolutely wonderful very playable off the tee really really great distance um great course conditions the only negative was we got onto panther and it would have been a five-hour round and we wouldn't have finished and we teed off at 1 30 in the afternoon it was it was slow is um, um is that the one with the circular driving range like the giant that they use the pga show or whatever yep it is. Uh, and they have accommodations there. So we were in talks about what it would look like to do a Orange County. Uh, and then we went to Mission Inn uh, and then Streamsong. So Mission Inn, if y'all listened to the interview with um, Toby Harbeck, uh, that's where the state of Florida has their high school boys tournament. So we stopped in. I played El Campeon. Surprise, surprise. Uh, I'm going to be putting videos up. But I did not beat Charlie Woods. And when I played, uh, we decided to play up a tee um, as it was a bit cold that day, but the wind was not blowing and I just couldn't get it going. Uh, and then uh, we went to went to Stream Song, which is where I am now. Hey, what about Pop Stroke? How, how was that? Oh, goodness. Yeah. I want to know, is that like, was that, were you really doing aim point or is that just for the camera? Did nobody kill you, punch you in the face or something? I mean, like that's 
that's like that's a like that's that's worth like um yeah just giving you a big punch in the face and walking away well being waking up this handsome every day i i worry every day about getting punched in the face <laughs> you know we, it's uh, always we should have sent, sent that clip to golf douchebag on instagram <laughs> <laughs> you... no the the aim point was for a joke most of the greens around the hole are, are fairly flat and you can really tell which way it's breaking a lot of folks uh, weren't necessarily golfers that were there uh, much like top golf i think it's advertised towards a, a group that wants to learn more about the sport or or just wants something to do uh in an evening I will say this highly affordable. It was 25 bucks to play or 24 bucks to play. And if anyone is looking for a new spider X putter, go there, pay with cash. It's $10 to rent one. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge. There we go. I would say, <laughs> is that the same spider putter that you putted 44 putts with today? Yeah. Not, a, not a, gle- not a gleaming uh, <laughs> advertisement for the spider X. One one star review now, I guess. I think it's more of the the Indian and not the arrow in that one. I, I think it's it's more me and not the tool. Uh, but really fun mini golf concept, super affordable. Drinks were like six bucks. Food was good and affordable. And they're looking to expand to something like fifty new locations in the next year and a half, as said by the the bartending staff there. So who knows if that's accurate. Uh, but it was it was really good for for an evening with with nothing to do. The one problem is there's not a lot of space to spread out, uh, not a lot of places to move. So there's some backup on halls on occasion. What we did because it's unlimited golf for what you pay, we just bounced around to different holes and we would just write down our scores and come back to ones that were open. And eventually, we completed our round. So would recommend that. Do you need a tee time at Pop Stroke, or is it something you show up and you can just play and get in line or whatever? Nope. You just, you show up, get in line. They also have ping pong. They've got outdoor billiards. They've got bags. They have huge TVs, uh, both in the three different bar areas and uh, a few overlooking the course itself. And come to find out every course is different. So the, the buildings change, but the courses also change. So there's different routings, there's different holes, uh, all of these new upcoming pop strokes it, supposedly are are going to be different. Okay. Um, I want to wrap around back to stream song before I move on. I was just curious. One thing that you and I talked about last year was that our feet hurt, you know, I don't, whether it's the ground or whatever it is there. Did you prep for some nice new shoes this year? Or how did you do some foot exercise? Did you have some people feet massage you. How'd you get your feet prepped? Uh, well, I just turned to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that, Jeff. You know, it was a bad day to quit drinking. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah it, it was it, the steps were really high today, too, because not only did we do black and I guess you can fit both the red and the blue course inside of the black course here at Streamsong. Uh, I think we'd walked 10 miles before we were through number 10. <laughs> Just it's a uh, nope, nope. Uh, the other group did so a little bit helpful, but obviously not helpful on the reads. Maybe it would have been worth the the hundred bucks after all. Um, but did not necessarily prep. 
And I did get up to 26,000 steps today after I uh, lost the cord uh, initially for the drone and then ran back from the, the short course to the room, then to the car, then back to the short course. And then we finished up the short course, ran back to the room, found the cord, ran out with tennis shoes, ran all through the course to drone, and then ran back to shower and go get dinner. And now I'm now I'm here. So uh, a little bit more. Uh, more steps than anticipated, but eh, it's a golf trip. You just got to let the adrenaline take over. Well, it's, I know you talked a little bit about it was, was, uh, you know, you mentioned the 285 yard par three on the chain. I, I don't know if you mentioned too much, though, talked in too much detail. What was the chain like? Brand new it, par it, course out there trying to, like you said, be like Bandon's. It It is, it's gorgeous. It flows beautifully along some of the same topography as red and uh, blue do out here. It sits next to a very expansive causeway. So there's this large water feature off to the, the side of quite a few holes. Um, and what you see with a lot of the white sand, the phosphate, the former phosphate mining site that you get from the others you see there uh, just in a little bit smaller amounts and at the end of a day on black where we did walk so much, it was the perfect pairing to come over there, be greeted with a smile. Um, they give you a push cart. You don't, you don't need a caddy. There's not the complexity that you had on red, blue, and black. You just, you get to pick your yardage between the two chain links and my God, are they massive? They look like they held uh, cargo ships on docks they're so huge but you you pick your yardage between those two and you shoot at the green um and i'll say this they there were smaller greens out there and mike this is a testament to you making fun of my proximity of the hole i hit 10 of 13 of these much smaller greens on that par three course and they ranged anywhere from 100 yards to 285 yards although i did miss that that 285 yard uh uh short short hole do you need a full bag then? You couldn't get. Do you there, need a full right? bag. Wow. Yep. Full bag. Yep. And my only recommendation for this place, because as far as views were concerned, as far as hole design was concerned, it I think it might be my favorite short course, or we'll call it a par three. Um, is that uh, there's nowhere. Most of these are more casual. There's nowhere to put a speaker. There's nowhere to you know hold a drink. Um, the the additional holes that are being finished they're being grassed in uh, they're pretty much grown in right now they just want to give them a little bit more time to mature are all going to be on the other side of a, a waterway uh, so there's going to be a significant amount of separation between you and and the clubhouse area uh, associated with that course so uh, my only thing there was you, you need some other refreshments on the other side of this waterway just to make sure that people aren't aren't out at no man's land when they're trying to take it easy, when they're trying to have a drink, when they're trying to have a good time and they're trying to play music. Um, you want to make sure that they're, they're comforted there because uh, God knows they got beat up on the other courses more than likely. So strategy wise, if I were going to go, there were some buddies. It sounds like if you're going to try to squeeze a lot of golf in a little bit of time, try to play blue and red together in one day and then black in the par three course, probably in one day, just because of the mere size of black. Yeah, it just it really depends on when you want to fly in to the to the area and when you intend to get into Streamsong. I would say if you want to take it light and easy, 
come out and do um, do the chain. Uh, there's there's a putting course there, and then right next to the Blacks uh, Clubhouse, there's a putting course there as well. So pick your poison on which one you want to do. If you want to come in hot and and play a course right away, uh, I would recommend either the Black or the Blue. The Blue is the most traditional course here at Streamsong. Uh, it has wide forgiving fairways. You can see most of the trouble off of the tee, and the greens are the tamest of all of the courses. Or you can go wild. You can go to black, and you can say, you know, we're not we're not here to score our first round. If it's a Ryder Cup trip, maybe it's a practice round to get warmed up. Um, you just want to see some crazy stuff, and you're not going to see anything like black, uh, as my putter knows now. And then you roll into the if you want to play competitively, you're red. Right. The red is is the meat and potatoes. It's the the eye candy of the course. And maybe you do a red in the chain the next day if you did black the first um, or you do red and you do a, a, a loop of some sort. So there's loop options out here. We can play either 11 holes on black. Um, you can do six holes on red. You can do six holes on blue or you can loop six blue and six red. And I know that that's a mouthful, so I might have to write it down later for the group if they need any any notes on it. Uh, but there's there's lots of options out here. Um, but the, yeah, it, the, the chain is going to just be, it's going to be a lovely extra course to fit in with everything else that's happening here. Um, there's, yeah, I was just, just going to say, listener, if you ever going to head out to Florida, give Timmy a ring. Seems like he's played a lot of the, at least, you know, stream songs, one of the big, big uh, takeaways, but Orlando area, right, Tim? Tampa. Orlando, Tampa. Yep. I haven't been down to Miami yet. So looking for, for someone to host. I will say this, the other drawback, uh, no hot tub here. And after being on this, another whirlwind golf tour again and again and again, uh, it's really nice to get that rest in, in some hot water. Now, Mission Inn, best hot tub I've ever sat in. They had bucket seats in the hot tub. I've never sank so far. I was nearly waterboarded to death. <laughs> and then we get out and these two 70-year-old men get in, full bottle of wine, screw top. The one goes, do you have an opener? He goes, don't need one. Screws it off as they're jumping in the hot tub. They're splitting up between themselves and plastic cups. And I go, I really need to be double my age. I need that retirement money. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Tim. If you guys don't want to get a hold of Tim, if you want to, if you're heading to Florida or in actually any any golf trip, I mean, outside of band, I think he's pretty much been everywhere. So that's the top 100, Tim, latest update. Well, what I would like to do is kind of give a short end of the year wrap. Uh, you know, 23, you put a bow on it. It's over, done with, we're moving on. But it's never, never a bad thing to kind of reflect and look back on the year of golf, the year of break 80. You know, what do we do as a, as a company and, things like that. And, um, you know, it'd be kind of fun to go back and just kind of see the year that, that we had as well. But I kind of want to start with just golf in general. Obviously there's been last year was huge in terms of, of news of golf and the live versus PGA. And, and, you know, I kind of want to start with just our four majors and it was no, you know, we look at the masters, like it was our first year where like, it seemed like there was a game within a game. It was the live versus PGA tour who was going to, you know, win, win the masters. And so it was kind of, you know, looking back, it's kind of crazy that Rom wins and then he actually ends up going to live. But I thought that was a lot of drama this year to looking back at the masters. I thought 
one of the wildest things that we could have ever predicted was the fact that Phil Nicholson somehow takes second place. I don't think anybody would have thought that would ever happen. And I don't know, what is the guy like? He's got to be close to 53, 4? Mike, do you know how old Phil is? Uh, yeah, he's like 52, 53. He's over 50. But, I mean, we've seen Augusta's different than other courses. There's so much course knowledge. Phil knows the place. You've seen Bernard Longer compete, you know, for years. Freddie Couples made the cut um, long after he was in any kind of form. So that stuff, I'm not completely shocked that Phil competed um, just because Augusta does that. Every year, one of the older guys seems to be up there somewhere, um, stirring in the echoes a little bit. But one of the things about Augusta, it's so damn, it's so damn long. Like, these Bernard guys and they're coming in with like hybrids and stuff. And Phil's still somehow long enough at 52 or three, whatever he is. Phil's long, super long. And so I don't know. I thought that was kind of wild. Um, and I mean, kind of our next, next major was the U S open. Um, Wyndham yeah. takes down Rory Ricky on Sunday. It was big for us. Cause we got a chance to talk to his caddy before LAC, you know, before the actual tournament. So we got to kind of a little bit get a feel of the course. Nobody had really much course knowledge there. Wyndham wins his first major. Um, you know, later on, Mike and I would drink out of the cup, which was yeah. one of my favorite memories of the year. Beer, beer tasted pretty good out of that old dented cup. Exactly. Did um, you determine what metal it was? What is that? What is that made out of up close? I don't know if it's silver or pewter. It's, you know, one of the, it's got to be one of the two. I, I'm sure it's not pure silver. I don't know. I mean, did you get your tetanus shot? I don't mean. I did not. I'm still okay. still living, still kicking. Okay, good. Um, and then we head overseas. I uh, head overseas across the pond. Brian Harmon. I thought this was, you know, it was very impressive. But I thought this was out of all the majors, kind of the mo- the lowest drama of all of them, just because Harmon was lights out from start to finish. Nobody ever really gave him a scare. Maybe a little bit here and there. But it was, you know, hats off to Harmon. It was just one of our majors that we didn't get much much out of. So, um, anything from that one that you guys recall, remember? No, he kicked everyone's ass. That was about in it. course. In course, OB should not exist, and oh, therefore yeah, there should be more. There should be more of it for these guys because <laughs> it's so easy for them. You did. I think Jeff is stuck in a little bit of old school because he's got the uh, PGA Championship last, even though it's the second major now. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Move school, it right? back. Move it back, please. please. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Cause that that was the last one, wasn't it? We it need to be, something to, to grace our poor presence. Glory's, Glory's last shot or Glory's last hole, or however you wanted to go it. I forgot Blocky. Yeah, so you know, the PGA was also I, I you know I props to Brooks because I thought it was fantastic drama in itself. I thought this was one of the I, I I really like the Masters just from the live versus uh, PGA this year thing that was going on. But I, out of all the other ones, I really thought, of course, I was a big Wyndham fan, but I just thought it was really cool that Brooks kind of put his stamp down and says, I am still a major killer. You know, I still can show up, walk around with my chest out and take some of these guys down when I really want to. So I thought that was kind of a big, big part of the year. Imagine the whole family has their chest out. <laughs> they did yeah. on the New Year's Jenna Eve, yeah. Last night, didn't he? <laughs> Jenna, oh, man. Jenna, Jenna was having a good time. Imagine winning your fifth major, 
coming off, you know, a couple of bad years and just not even being a story because blocky mania just take, took, took the world by storm. Yeah. Well, and funny about that is, is Brooks also was tied for second at the masters. You know, he came in thinking possibly he had the lead for, I don't know. Did he have the 54 lead? Yep. Then he melted down first tee shot on Sunday with like 800 miles left. That didn't really, you know, I thought that, oh, he's going to, he melted down. That's going to really impact him when he's kind of, you know, fighting for the, the, cha- the, the PGA. And well, then Mike, been strong. did he get to go to the range before? Because that oftentimes leads to a bad first tee ball. You don't That's get to gonna go to the range. Our, we we, we got to save that one for our moments of the year. Um, <laughs> so I actually thought the PGA Tour season as a whole was one of the better seasons ever. You started out the year at the Century, you know, which is this week again for 2024, with Morikawa just completely melting down and like shanking oh, tips and Rom shot 63 or whatever. You also had last year, um, was it last year that Homa won at Torrey Pines? We had some unbelievable, unbelievable iron shots on those par threes. Is that last year? I think he won at Torrey, didn't he? Maybe not. You we don't think of next year. I can't. Um, but uh, you had Nick Taylor in Canada walking off with that huge putt. Uh, Victor Hovland at the BMW. Um, there was a whole, you know, Victor at the at the Memorial in play in a playoff. There was it was a really good drama. Lucas Glover season. coming back to life. Lucas Glover. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of Twice. stuff going on last year. So, yeah i I think the PGA Tour. You know, has its thing. Obviously, now live is a part factor that we don't, and we don't have any insight. We don't know what's going to happen. I know they recently came out and said, you know, negotiations are coming close to figuring it out. But They're extending the, it, extending it into the spring. Okay. So, but with that being said, I, uh, I've always been. I know Tim's our live guy, but I've always been on the side of I want to watch golf where you stand on the 18th tee and you feel the pressure of winning an event. You feel the, you don't see and hear, hear music in the background. Everybody's jamming. And I want, I want the tent. I want to, I want as a spectator feel nervous for the guy. Like that's what I love feeling. I love feeling nervous for the person that puts their tee in the ground and has to hit this somewhere in play or has to make birdie or has to, you know, hang on and not make bogey. Um, and I feel like the PGA Tour, even though it's got its issues, it gives me the best opportunity for that. Um, and going forward, I'm, I am kind of losing my stigma for professional golf. I'll admit that over this last couple, I'm kind of losing that luster of what I have always loved. And I don't know if that's going to, you know, continue into 2024, or if that will just get wiped away when I watch the century this week. I don't know, but I can say that I'm, not as excited for the season to start as I have been in the past. Um. Well, now you have no ROM to watch because let's be honest, nobody watches live. Um. You got to you you have to search for it on the internet. You got to look for it on CW when they tape delay it. Um. It's just not really watched. Did you see the report this week that they have only made like a hundred million dollars <laughs> and and they spent like billions. Uh, so it's a complete losing money venture. The Saudis don't give a shit about making the money, but I don't know. Like until they get a viable way for people to see it and for it to be 
exciting, which it hasn't been. Uh, I don't, yeah, I, that just kind of bores me. I, I think the team aspect does have some possibilities, but you're um, both missing the the growing area of golf. I it, and, and sorry, Jeff, you're you're. I know that you're very passionate about the sport, but you're a bit of a golf hardo. Most people don't go to these events to feel the pressure of someone coming down number eighteen. They go to have a few drinks, sit out in the sun, hang out with friends and get some food. I, they're not, they're not actively really watching each player come through. Um, but we're talking about like TV though. We're not going to all these events. So on TV, we well, don't, no, you, don't, Jeff, you don't get that on TV. And a lot of people are half watching that as well. I, I mean, it, it's, and as far as the viewership that you're bringing up, Mike, it's yes, you're right. Live is underperforming. But so is the PGA Tour. Uh, you see these secondary tournaments, and you've got YouTube golfers out there with more views than half of the PGA Tour events. You've got yeah, you've got golf content, not, probably probably on, not in a single day, like. But theirs is consumable over anytime, time, anywhere. Yeah, and that's what that's where Live is going to possibly catch up. Is some of the some of the teams on live have started to collaborate and do full rounds of golf on YouTube. So their content's going to be available at any point in time and be advertised at any point in time where, well, yeah, but those, but those are two different things. That's not competitive golf. Like that. It doesn't matter around like, it yeah, doesn't yeah, matter does. what competitive well, golf. It matters where the money is does. and where the views are because you brought up yeah, revenue. But, but we're just talking about like, what's a better product to watch. Like we, we're talking about competitive golf here. We're not talking about, Bryson acting like a dipshit, you know, with some other dipshits out there doing something. We want to see competitive golf. Like there's a, a drama to winning something. Well, just just to keep in mind, I grew up like Tiger kind of got me into golf. Like when I watched him, you know, go against Rocco, and you know, I wasn't hardcore into golf until I watched that. You know, and it's like the most intense man of all of golf's history, probably, is what drew me in. Like his focus, his intensity when he makes the putt, his fist pumps, his care for history for tournaments for is what kind of sucked me in so when i'm losing that when i'm losing that feel which drew me in to begin with yeah i myself want to go play with buddies have cocktails and stuff but like i don't necessarily want to watch you know i'm not like the bob dub sports guy like i don't i don't want to watch guys drink a shot after they hit a, a shot and then you know try to make par like i i want to watch Somebody have the nerve wracking tee shot that I felt when I golf and try to play in a club championship or in a qualifier. Like I want to, I want to put myself in their shoes and feel that pressure. Cause that's what kind of sucked me in to begin with. Like, so that's just my personal feel and take on it. But yeah, you're right. Tim, it might be going towards that. And that's kind of why I've stepped a little bit back from the pro thing and, and concentrated more on just, golf in general and my golf like what does golf mean to me not necessarily what pro golf means to me at the end of the day i would assume they're going to come to an interview but they both need each other the pga tour needs the live money or the piff money i guess not live money and live and the saudis want the american golf audience which they're not getting right now um, you know, they might be getting some bigger numbers in Asia and some other places, but they're not in the United States. They need each other for the things that they want, unless the PGA tour gets this other investment money. And then they say, screw 
screw the piff, but I'm I assume they're gonna try to get both and have a whole shitload of money. Um, but they need they need each other. I don't, I don't, it's it's just at some point something has to give where they come together and figure something out. Otherwise, both tours are gonna keep whittling into a poorer product. I found it interesting. We had two guys that kind of commented on this. One being Patrick Cantley, we just got interviewed, and he was one that we all pegged to probably go to live. But he's kind of saying, I'm a PGA Tour player. Ludwig got pulled in and want to want to give him a big offer. He says, I play for the kind of the same reasons that I was talking about. So we might have this thing where, you know, one type of golf looks like this, one type of golf looks like this, and that's just kind of the world's going to be that way. Socks, I don't know how you can bring them together because they are two totally different products. They each have their strengths and weaknesses, I think. But how do you match up and get the best players in the world all in one under one roof? It's going to be coming down to majors unless they do something drastic. And then we're going to only care about four times a week because we know the best players aren't there. Um, and so that's kind of what, what I kind of feel. But I want to get back real quick. On, we're kind of on a tangent here, but going back on looking at the year, and this is kind of getting to what I was talking about, like the shots that you need to hit to be like a stud, like to actually cement yourself in history. What were some of the best shots that you remember watching this year in golf? Uh, Rory hit at the Scottish Open. That uh, was a two iron or three iron from like two whatever when he needed it. Uh, that was an amazing shot. Big after Big Bob hit a really amazing like three wood or something from the fescue rough also. So that tournament had a few big shots uh, that stick out in my mind right away. Wyndham hit the three wood at the U.S. Open. That was a big one. Even Wyndham's club spinner was just iconic. I love that club spinner. On Wyndham had a bunch of big shots. He had a couple big saves, like a couple up and downs that were huge. He had a bunch of really big shots in the U.S. Open that were kind of memorable. Um, trying to think of any other shots. I mean, looking, you know, I think we think of most of often we think of majors just because we know the pressure of a major. Um, obviously Nick Taylor's putt at the Canadian open. And the reason why we talk about this is, you know, Rory and the Scottish, that means something to Rory, right? Nick Taylor putt Canadian open. That means a lot to Nick Taylor. That's what makes that moment really special. It would mean something to anybody that makes that putt, but like the, the fact that a Canadian wins that, Rory hits that shot on the Scottish Open, that gives a little I, bit more allure. I think you're missing the biggest one, and that's Ricky winning, and him him kind he of screwing up. There. Yeah, he screwed up the par five, and he came to 18, and he he kind of pushed his drive and and had to come out of the rough um, and stuck one close to to win, Speaking which was screwed. just in, insane screwing up a par five i mean nick taylor shouldn't even have won really fleetwood butchered that easy ass par five multiple times in regulation and the playoffs uh so fleetwood should have won but i think we're really missing the shot of the year guys blocky. the most probably the most viewed shot on the internet i'm sure blocky blocky with the ace it was any way you slice it guys it was just the year of blocky it doesn't matter how, how you do it you know tv commercials PGA pro playing in a shitload of opens. He probably opens at block. He played and he played in the U S did he play in the U S open? I don't know if he did. He played in the Australian open, played the PGA played championship, the open championship, played the Mexican open. He played in a whole bunch of opens. He's a world traveler. 
Um, and Tim, you brought up Ricky. I actually have, can you think of the of the worst shot that you watched this year in golf? And I was thinking of Ricky's 16th shot at the Ryder Cup. The most spinny three wood that just fluttered into the water when we needed him the most. And we actually had hope. When hope was there, Ricky steps on the box. I think he's playing Fleetwood at the time. Just fans won. And just everybody's dream of coming back and, and winning is just sucked out of the life is sucked out of us as it just flutters into the water and ends it. So that was probably one of my worst shots of the year. I, so, I, the only worst shot that comes to my mind is, is me sitting on, on the tee after securing that birdie at gravel pit. Oh, that's and just straight, that's straight duffing it. <laughs> uh, so before we get to our moments, I only have one moment, but Blocky played like listen to how many times I think people forget how much Blocky played this year. Like he played in the American Express before the PGA Championship, missed, missed the cut. He played at Torrey Pines. He hasn't, he hasn't played any third or fourth rounds. Missed the cut. Oh yes, he has, Tim. <laughs> then he taught T fifteen at the PGA Championship. He'll be back. He'll be back this year at Valhalla. Top fifteen get into the next year. Then he went and played at, uh, at Colonial. Missed the cut. Awful there. Then he played the Canadian Open, another another open, missed the cut. <laughs> and then he made the cut at the Australia at the Australian Open, T twenty seven. He's he's a he's a big timer. Just just so the listeners know, how can people do this? How can you afford to to just travel around the world at your own expense and get into all these opens with so many of these exemptions, invitations? Uh there's oftentimes money either either given to the player to come or if you're doing any sort of, of pro-am work, you're playing with players in a pro-am, either one or two of the days, um, you're doing any meet and greets, uh, you get paid for a lot of your your time at, at these events. So uh, it's, it's it, uh, fortunately for Block, I'm, I'm assuming he didn't, he didn't lose money in his travels around the world. And T15th at the PGA Championship was like 200 and something grand. And I'm guessing lessons haven't been too bad for him lately. I'm sure he's not slow on the lessons anymore. Oh, I'm I'm sure there's sponsorships too, and it, it's great for him. I I think it's it's truly a, a Cinderella story of of what can happen to a guy in golf. No one block. He's probably on cameo and whatever else he's. Trying oh, I'm to sure he is. He's a salesman. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else from the from professional golf, or it doesn't necessarily have to be professional golf, but anything other golf related things that the year two, 2023. Brought us, no, just the year of the pod traveling around. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about break eighty a little bit. Our a year that we had. I mean, we started with actually becoming a uh, company, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. I don't know what you call it. Technically, yeah. uh, uh, IRS. We were a company in twenty twenty two. Yes, we were. I mean, we made it, we made it in just under the gun in twenty twenty two. Okay, so well being used to that into the actual full season i would like to say i mean we just kind of our full full year if that's if that's the way you want to put it um yeah we saw a couple of things we started the sub stack i thought that was kind of a cool thing uh, i'm not much for for i didn't go to school to be a writer so that was that's been interesting for me to process that a little bit um what else kind of happened to us i mean we took a bunch of trips any, any trip PGA tour media credentials that that was fun. I'm still trying to make those relationships with people, golfers and 
you know, hopefully we start making our way into agents and everything else to get to people. But <laughs> we played at Blue oh, we, Mountain. We have an in. Mike got us an in with an agency. Yeah, yeah. Try it anyway. We're in, we're in with Excel, right? Yeah, absolutely. A and desist. I got a cease and desist letter from Justin Thomas's representation, but uh, a Ryder Cup shirt I, I attempted to put on the internet and sell, which is no longer up because uh, Excel Management, who also manages Rory, said no. Threatened me with a lawsuit. Bastards. Wait, so that's gone. Cease and desist? Yeah. 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 Um, no, I mean, really, really, this comes down to the moment of the year for the pod, which was easily, easily Blue Mountain Country Club. What do you think, Tim? Had to be the moment of the year. Oh, man, I haven't seen anything meltdown that much since Three Mile Island. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. We come, you know, you just come. All that anticipation builds up driving into Blue Mountain. You get that long drive down the road and you get to by, by the second hole sometimes some guys just can't handle it anyway you know and just have meltdowns they've all that pent up uh, excitement and then it goes bad <laughs> all right first of all they threw you threw a wrench at me we're like oh we're just gonna go to coach t and play like we're not gonna like we're at the nicest freaking club we've ever probably played are we not gonna hit balls i see guys hitting balls right there we could have each hit 10 balls get it comfy get that swing thought for the day and then go to the first tee Nope, we just gotta get out there and play. You know, that's you parred the first hole. You hit it right down the middle and hit the green in two parts. No, my se- on my second. Well, you gave me a breakfast ball. Yeah, we gave you a breakfast ball. The you first one the was first left, hole. I think. Yeah, you but I had to nail in my short game. I, I like had to get like the wedges down. Like like off the tee isn't that hard there. It's when it's you all, there, all the other shots. When you're going to a private club on a Monday and they're closed, you are at the complete mercy of the of the starter out there the old crusty starter that had been there for like 50 years and we pulled in and he goes you guys are on the tee all right we go to the tee that's how it works so yeah, this year yeah. this year when i get us on oakmont maybe on a monday we gotta go right <laughs> to the tee if we have to go right to the tee you know Remember, he's I was not in your cart at that moment i had no idea that he said you guys are on the box right now like nobody <laughs> ever told me that i was i was doing my own thing I thought you guys just said let's go tee off. So I, I didn't know that part at the moment at the time. Jeff, let's you're you're a up. member of a country club. You should know that they're understaffed on Mondays. So it's not a normal play day. <laughs> member of what yeah. country club? Monticello. Or Mo- Monticello. Yeah. Not, not a member of Monticello. Monticello Country Club. Yeah. Fresh for new range. All kinds of stuff. But anyway, let's recap for the listeners to what exactly happened. Some we might have some new listeners that are wondering as I think we talked about this last summer at some point. So on the second hole at Blue Mound, which has a great collection of Seth Rainer greens, Jeff finds, actually, no, wait. So this this was brewed before the bunker shot because you hit a bad tee shot into the trees. Remember? On the left side. Yeah. By the fence. I found it, got right. it out, hit the next one, hit the next one into the bunker. So we're in the green side oh, bunker. Nope, nope, I laid up. You lay it up and then in the bunker. That was a layup, like just kind of like a low lining iron. Oh, he had, he had to get out of the trees. Yeah, had to get out of the trees. So he gets anyway. He gets into the bunker, and the green is like a imagine like a heart. It's like a heart shaped kind of green with it, with the two tops are high and the bottom is low, and the pin just happened to be up in the top, the hard part, because they had just had their club championship literally the day before, so they had tougher pins. Jeff's in the bunker. He hits one. Dribbles up there, rolls back it's, into the bunker. It's deep. You got to tell it. This yeah. is this it's is deep. 
it's an elevated hoop. It's an elevated green. Then he hits another one. It goes up and it rolls back in the bunker. So now the murmuring and the bitching is, is started because he just pissed. <laughs> he just pissed. So and Tim and I are are just laughing our ass off. And I I, I looked at my phone here over over Christmas when I was bored up at the old in laws. I wish it is the the biggest regret I have so far in this pot of not having of all the eight thousand videos that have my phone. Okay. I don't have the, the best one ever because the next shot. So this is like the fifth or sixth. I don't even know how many shots at this point. Hits a good bunker shot, hits the pin, and goes back into the bunker, ricochets back down. So now for the rest of the round, the rest of the round, Tim and I are in a cart by ourselves, and Jeff is teeing off and is driving up ahead of us so that, uh, I don't know, we didn't really talk to Jeff the rest of the round. It was, it was uh, what, grade, what grade do you teach again? Uh, fourth. This is like, I mean, that was pretty a little old. This is more like, I was going to go second grade. This is like second grade level. Moments this year. Everybody here can raise their hand and say they had a moment. Oh, that was my favorite though. That was my favorite. And so it, back, it wasn't like, look back and laugh. We can look back and laugh now. <laughs> it wasn't like he was off of the hole either. Jeff, you were like a hundred yards away in front of me in my line of, of hitting multiple <laughs> times. Cause you'd already hit your drive and you'd already hit something else. And you're traveling up like directly down the fairway as I'm trying to hit. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Just hit my ball and going to play it. We didn't need to warm up. We just go. I, play. Just hit I don't think I saw you until 18. So. Well, I will say that, you know, that that wasn't one of my proudest moments, but some other favorite moments of mine. We've already talked about drinking out of the US Open trophy, that that was great. I thought actually getting Ellis on the pod the week that Wyndham won was sweet. Yeah. We got to hear about the course because nobody really knew about it. And John had kind of walked it and Wyndham had played it. And he basically told us, dude, he is dialed. Like, you know. He he fits this course well. I thought that was a cool moment for us. Um, one of my favorites, Tim brought it up early, was us. We took an, a cool trip to uh, Brainerd. T- Tim kind of set up a Brainerd trip where we got to play a lot of Brainerd. Um, the CRMC was there. Uh, the Canadian tour was there. So we kind of centered things around that. And and just like Tim was talking about the chain, well, Brainerd has its own set of, you know, a, a golf course that has a 13-hole par three. And and we decided to play only deuces. Deuces is the only thing that matters. And then Mike came up with, if you make a deuce though, you got to validate it. You got to validate the next hole by getting a par better. Tim makes the first deuce. And by the way, I think it was on the hardest hole there. Like that. Yeah, it was that super, it was that super elevated one. That, that was a very impressive deuce, Tim. And I got that on film of you making the putt and just being so cocky. You were just... <laughs> <laughs> well yeah you you win you win the first one you immediately start talking shit that's that's how it always works one up one up the shit talking starts oh man and then he gets to the next c-box he's got he gets the little wiggle in there and then i think from that point forward he chunks into the water i think you had the chunks on the next eight holes i could have been sold in the fucking peanut butter aisle it was so chunky <laughs> oh that was fun um I guess one of my cringiest moments, Mike and I have talked about this, is when we get invited to Minicata, which is in Minnesota. You know, that's Minnesota's really nice, one of the nicer courses in, in, in Minnesota. And, you know, we, we a guy named Doug that we know, and, and we're kind of meeting all these people. Because if you know the first tee box, there's like a bunch of people there, like the starters and all the 
the workers. And here's Tim just ripping a cig on the first hole on the tee box, takes it, puts it, just kind of drops it right on the tee box as it just kind of floats. And I'm, I'm in my head. I'm just thinking, is this, is, is this real? On the first I, uh, tee box, Tim has to do this. Not, not, not on the second one or we're away from the clubhouse. He's just ripping a dart, putting it onto the tee box as he's about to hit. And I'm just looking around and saying, is this real life? Hold on. You got, we got to add to this though, because <laughs> then he, then, then he said, Hey, Doug, can I put this drink on your, on your, mem- on your member account? Just no, like no waiting for Doug to offer one or like that. Just full on <laughs> lack of self-awareness of what's going on. Completely <laughs> self-aware. <laughs> I'm trying to make myself at home. <laughs> really so, show um, I'm cool, you know? That was one of my cringiest moments of the, of the, of the year. What, the, what was your guys' favorite course you played this year? Oh man, I got oh man. You know, Blue Mound was great. Davenport Country Club was good. Well, we what did we play? Wolf Creek, Black Desert, Sand Hollow, Minicata. I do. Th- I will say the funnest golf course was Cedar Rapids Country Club. I told you, Cedar Rapids it. was the shit. Like we got to go back down there sometime. That was fun. That place kicked ass. I think. I think mine was probably the hardest one. It's just, it's weird. It's so weird. Black could be on there too. Now that I just finished it, I have to, you know, kind of sit back and evaluate. Oh no, we're in, we're in 2024. Ah, Black's off of it then. Saved. Uh, Tethero in Bend, Oregon. David uh, McClay kid coming off of a a divorce and just tricked out that place. It is so wild. Um, So much fun to play that place and uh, tons of bounces. So a different golf course every time. And I didn't get to round to the courses that you guys got to, to play. So I didn't really have the, the the options, but I, you know, I really enjoyed Century World. I thought that was, you know, I didn't obviously play that great, but I really liked the the bunkering there. I really liked the, the visuals off the tee kind of got, kind of let me look at the shape of the shot I wanted to hit. Um, uh, the greens were immaculate. I mean, just lightning. Um so that was that was one of my favorites. Uh, I'm trying to think of the low key, low key underrated that and could be really, really good. Kankakee Elks when we went down there had some really fun holes and some cool green complexes and stuff. If they were willing to put take a bunch of trees out and put some money in that place, that place could be cool. Yeah. So I mean, I mean you guys kind of travel way more. I mean, anything else from from golf course memories? Uh, it just the it's probably the appropriate place to, to rip a dart, throw it on the ground and, and ask for a cold one on the first tee, uh, goat Hill park, super laid back, especially in a place where golf costs a bunch in San Diego. So if you're, if you're there and looking to throw back a few heaters, um, super relaxed, come out in a t-shirt, come as you are, heck wear sandals, but no, it's hilly. Okay. Well, let's get into, some of our now that we're kind of projecting forward into 2024 what are some some goals you have maybe it's with break 80 maybe it's just personal maybe it's near game wise now that we've kind of actually was there anything else that we want to mention before we get into that i was just trying to think of i thought the trip down and, and actually just attending the bmw was pretty sweet mm-hmm. yeah i'd like, say the what our golf we didn't talk about why we went down there thought that was a cool 
environment. Olympia Fields was awesome. Yeah, we hopefully we get that in the docket this year to play with it with your connection there, Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I have anything the, else. I don't know. Let's move on to twenty twenty four, huh? Well, yeah. no, the one thing that I had was our our first PGA tour stop. And that was Detroit and me going oh, solo yeah. and not not knowing a darn thing. Like, how do I work the the parking passes? And, you know, where do I pick up these media credentials? And walking into the the really well done tent, probably one of the best done tents outside of the BMW and passing ESPN and Golf Channel and Golf Digest and all of these people to have my place in the front with my name on it. It was a bit surreal and, and me looking over my shoulder constantly like, do they? Do they really think I'm media? Like I, I don't even know if I'm media. Like I Mike has to read my articles to make sure I don't have like 60 spelling mistakes still. <laughs> like I'm a like I'm a eighth grade student. I've quit doing that. So readers, uh, if you're listening, I, I take zero responsibility for his lack of spelling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it says that you're human. We're not gonna be spelling everything perfect. I right. I'm I'm not chat GPT. You can tell because there know, are many grammatical errors. AI is not writing this. You know, it's not writing this. But the other thing is, we we definitely took advantage of the free stuff. I mean, Mike, how many ice cream sandwiches did you eat? Or Billy Bob? Oh my God, those were amazing! <laughs> oh my God, I forgot uh, about I, all those. I gave <laughs> my shot. I gave that company a shout out at uh, on Instagram during the BMW, but they had the best fucking ice cream sandwich things, whatever the hell they were, ice cream bars at the BMW. Those were amazing, absolutely sweet. Well, let's get into some goals for 24. I guess I, I can start while you guys think a little bit, but I have a couple personal goals with golfing wise, and I've already set like what I want to do this off season. Um, I am kind of like one of my heaviest I've been, so I really want to work in my body. I've started a little bit, not as much as I'd like to have a break, but I want to get my flexibility in core. I want to really focus on, you know, training more of that so I'm not feeling so old and so stiff all the time. And I don't put a lot of time into my body. So like, you know, I, I want to, I want to see what that does for me. Not and, and obviously in my head, I'm thinking, well, if it doesn't help me in golf, it should help me just in life in general. Right. So it's not like necessarily even golf always related, but you can't go wrong with getting a little bit of core workout, a little bit of flexibility. Um, when you get to the age of that, uh, that Mike and I are, I don't know, Tim's a little younger, but his body is deteriorating faster than probably all of ours. So he treats it. <laughs> so, um, and then the other thing, uh, some other goals I have, I just want to score in the sixties. Haven't done it. So I, I feel like I've got the game to do it, but you know, I'm, I know score isn't the biggest thing. I just feel like at some point I would like to do that. I don't need to, I want to focus less on score to begin with and process more maybe, but I just feel like at some point I like to accidentally shoot something in the sixties. Like you can of... you can shoot sixty nine anytime you want. You just leave. Yeah, you gotta yeah. play at Albion. Play at Albion more. Well, the thing, yeah, and in, in Albion, the reason why that's hard is because even if you get a four foot birdie putt, it doesn't. It's not automatic. Everything's like so, slopey. That's a low scoring haven right there. You hit it. it you can hit. You can hit anywhere off the tee on the one side of the road, basically. Yeah, you're not gonna lose a lot of golf balls, and you're not gonna be eating penalty strokes. But it's still really hard to throw the ball in the right spot to make your birdie putts. So that's the only challenge. The par I threes thought, are I thought you went under par on the red tees. I have I have gone under par. I'm talking about from like not from the red tees. I can what's shoot. your distance cut off? What's that? 
what's your I distance cutoff going to be? Like, I'm talking about from like tips or, you know, depends on what course or one up. Like what I would normally play when I'm, when I'm really playing with somebody or betting with somebody or playing against somebody, that's what I want. That's what I want to do. Um, I want to get some merch rolling from the break 80. I want to see if we can start dip into that, maybe get something ready for the spring. That's what people can get excited. So that would be one other goal. And then last but not least, I feel like iron plays my weakness and I want to just hit more green regulations and be a better iron player and focus less on the technique and more on just being that athlete, getting and staying in that box and uh in the delivery so we're back in the box i love it gotta rip it gotta go after it for for solid contact yeah i love it when jeff's in the box that's (laughs) that's where it was all year in the box go ahead timothy what do you got for this year well i i think as far as break 80 is concerned getting organically to i was thinking ten thousand, but i'd I'd love to see fifteen thousand subscribers by the end of the year on on the newsletter and us uh, uh perennially i don't i don't even know um bi-weekly however often we we look at uh the apple and, and spotify rankings that we have to see us in the you know the top 50 uh consistently nationally would be would be goals um i know that mike really wants his tab to add merch to the website so should probably try to help him do that um and then really want us to to expand or continue to expand into YouTube and into some of the emerging markets of golf. Cause I, I think as we've seen golf is going a lot of different ways right now and it would be, it'd be silly to, to not try to expand with it. So whether that's YouTube um, it looks like we're going to be following live or we're going to have the capacity to follow live this year uh, with credentials uh that uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep expanding and, and hopefully stay mentally flexible to to different ideas you do jetta here we come jetta yeah no, it's only jeff jeff goes to jetta oh we will run the cameras but uh it's just going to be jeff's jeff's thing well if liv flies out a private jet to buffalo airport and picks me up i'll go to jetta that's probably <laughs> the only chance i've got You'd be one of the few fans there, but we will we, we would show up to something if we got oh no, got no, no, we can follow up. Mike goes to Mecca. There we go. I will say we have I have looked multiple times when it comes to podcast rankings, and we are we rank higher many weeks than some of the podcasts that they have that, that live always heads out there doing stuff. So maybe there's hope for us. Maybe um, hey live, we'll go under the umbrella. Well, I mean yeah, yeah, we will. Mike and I will. I don't know yeah, about Jeff. Absolutely. Um, I really don't have much. I did have one day today, clean eating. I, I'm definitely at a calorie deficit today. I'm actually quite fucking hungry right now, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna roll with it. Try to get a little weight, a little weight loss finally. Um, uh, I don't know, golf wise. Yeah, I don't really have a plan ever. I just want to go have fun. I did uh, last year. I play like ass, so we need to play better. I did. I did shoot in the sixties only once, Jeffrey. So that that makes you feel better. Only just one oh, time. Can, can I have my favorite Mike moment now? Six and five. Yeah, yeah, sure. There's a few bad ones. Oh, I played. Hey, hold on, hold on. We forgot another moment in time. I know. Here we go. How do we up. not? How do we skip over this, Tim? We just had this whole thing about quest to qualify. We talked about it all spring. 
Oh, the 87. <laughs> 85, 85. Give me some credit, Tim. <laughs> the grind that we're all putting in to just... Give a, bro- give a bro- brother some credit. And, and Mike, the most talented, you know, people would say of the podcast shows up and rips in 85. Uh, you know, here's a couple of problems we have. We got out of our normal routine. We fucking got there early and hit range balls. That was dumb. See, uh, now you understand, Jeff, why you smoke a cigarette at the first tee of Minnesota. Did have, did have a couple of margaritas before we teed off in the morning. That was a positive, I thought. But, he, okay, so here's the thing. And we went over this before, right? whatever. It doesn't bother me. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm fine with it. Um Everybody's nervous. I'm not considering saying well, I wasn't nervous. Everybody's everybody's nervous in the first team, but like the group I played was a good group of dudes. We were just, it was like a fun round of golf. I, I like I wasn't like tense. I was just fucking awful. Like just t- I shanked a couple. Just I had two complete hosels, rockets, right? Um, one par four that's like three fifty. I was like right in front of the green and made like a double or a triple. You know, I chipped it over the green and then on back over the green and three putted. It was just a disaster just complete terrible the crazy thing is we had just played there a week before and i i can't remember i shot 33 on one of the nines and then shot 85 at the turn at the on a beautiful day no excuses no wind nothing perfect scoring conditions uh made one fucking birdie at highland that was it uh but yeah i was bad it was it was not good but yeah no i got and now the mj's jacking the price up it's like not even worth doing 120 bucks to play like Piner Creek or somewhere in the qualifier. That's kind of ridiculous, but, um, Oh, back to what I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much. I mean, um, well, I blew, I blew the face of my stealth two out last week. So we're going to get a new driver at some point in time this year. We'll see if they send me a stealth two or the new one. I would like to get in shape and hit the ball a little bit farther. Like, like a few years back, but that'd, that'd be nice to have some distance again. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I have no real goal golf wise. So it sounds like we're starting a fitness blog. Is that we're starting the podcast is changing over? We should do like a TPI, I like a TPI Titleist Performance Institute stuff once in a while. Yeah, Tim and I don't like the fact that you're going to focus on getting more distance because, well, I used to, I mean, and maybe, you know, I'm older. It's like, so I don't even, I think, like, you know, we're talking about Phil not losing distance and Padraig Harrington is hitting it farther than he's ever hit it. So you can hit it farther in as you get older with a mix of technology and getting in shape. And probably I probably I'm with you. Obviously I need to lose a bunch of weight, Jeff, but I need to get like more flexibility to just stay limber. Um, so yeah, we could do some of those things, but I used to hit it a lot farther than I do now, but it'll be fun again to do that. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I to be honest, I didn't. Um, I I would usually the strengths of of my game would probably be ball straight, you know, hitting it iron play, and usually wedge play. This year I was not real. I hit a lot of a decent amount of greens, but the proximity to the hole, if I had been keeping track, had to be way farther away than normal. I it was not a good year, and I didn't get up and down very often either. My short game was terrible, so. We got some work to do. Maybe this winter will. The good thing about that is we're going to have a short winter. Jeff and I played on Friday in Minnesota, and we were supposed to play today on January 1st, and Mother Nature intervened. Um, so we're hoping a month and a half here. We might be back out golfing if we don't get a lot of snow. Who knows? We could be golfing mid-February. A month and a half. I've played uh, I've played Loggers Trail on February 16th before. 
that's a month and a half from today. It's possible. We have basically no snow cover. I'll I'll add this to my to dos as well. Want to get another another twenty of these top one hundred courses off, and uh, didn't necessarily didn't play black last time, so technically crossing one off right now. Uh, maybe and then maybe Dominican. Maybe the pod needs to go to Detroit next year, and we get but go up through the Upper Peninsula and come down and play like uh, some of those some of those courses in Michigan, and then make a big loop around. Because we also are going to go, hopefully, to the BMW at Castle Pines in Colorado. We could do some of the Western Nebraska stuff there as well. I'll I'll pick the hotels. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be splendid. In Nebraska, some seedy ass freaking motel is what it'll be. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't get real technical. I play because I like playing. I you know I don't know. I would I do I did I do think and not to drag this out, but. I did actually used to, you know, years back. It's been at least five, six years now. It's been a while. I did used to actually go a decent amount in the summer on the evenings and put headphones in and do a lot of short game work. Like, you know, I like Braemar's got a bunch of different greens and stuff. And, I, you know, hit bunker shots and chip shots and a lot of stuff. I've done almost none of that the last few years. And it's my short game has suffered badly. So might have to get back to that this year. We'll see. All right. Well, let's look into the 2024 major season. I just want to bring up the, the majors uh, where, where there will be a couple of questions kind of going with them. Just hear your guys' perspective on that as we head in. And then we'll kind of wrap up with the, with the century that's actually going to happen this week. So it's kind of weird to say that. I know it's the first of January, but the season you want this week. you want masters odds they're already out you can bet on the masters actually i think i found odds on everything to be honest yep. I think I looked john john rom is plus 850 rory plus 900 to complete the grand slam then it's scotty Scheffler, scotty scheffler victor Hovland, brooks kapka then it goes jordan spieth ahead of cam smith I'm guessing the odds makers, the odds makers might have realized that Cam Smith is now married as of yesterday. Really? Uh, so he's probably fucked. Maybe his game's screwed, you know? Yeah, he got married yesterday. See that? Did I know that? And, it's, and then it goes Cantley, Morikawa, and then guess who? Ranked ahead of Xander Shoffley. Oh, Bryson is in the Masters. Ahead of Tony Finau, Bryson, Dustin Johnson, Max Homa, Hideki. Guess who? Ludwig. Ludwig, can Ludwig climb to the from? Can Ludwig climb to the top ten in the world in less than a year being pro? Because he didn't turn pro till June. There's a there's a chance he could be top ten player in the world before us first year as a professional. Yeah, so he's technically a rookie this year. Yeah, this is his rookie year. It'll be his rookie year. Okay. Um, so let me see you, that held at Augusta National. That's speaking of other players here. I see Jason Day. Did you see that he's no longer Nike? No. Jason Day is the first ever Melbourne as a PGA tour player. Melbourne oh. golf. Yeah. He's done with Nike. And I also saw uh, today at the Century, uh, he has a DeWalt logo on the side of his hat now. So the DeWalt takeover of the PGA tour. They're adding adding more players to the old toolbox. Yep. They're trying to get a little expand west to Australia. Yeah. Um 
actually just didn't say west that'd be east I, what is that how far i mean you could go either way can you go either way it's on the other side of the earth yeah exactly okay um and then we go to the the u.s open is june 13th to the 16th at pinehurst number two pinehurst north carolina um mike do you have odds for that one yep scheffler is plus 850 rom is second rory and third hovland's fourth kepka cantley Xander and then Cam Smith are your top dogs. Maybe they'll get Martin Keimer back to his greatest his greatest victory. Live captain. Tim, you've played that. What do you think is gonna take a you know, what kind of player do you think getting around that course is gonna take? I, I mean, first off, you've got to play fast. So Kant lays out, Bryson's <laughs> out, because the Rangers are gonna be out in full force. If they don't finish in four <laughs> hours and fifteen minutes, they will be ushering those tour players off. Uh a really high ball flight is probably going to be best into the greens. So anyone that can can have a nice high soft landing ball flight with how dry they're going to get it and where they're going to place those pins. Um, because if we were to go out there on a, a random Tuesday for, for resort guests, some of the pins are not as difficult at Pinehurst too, but they can, they can tuck them in some very interesting places where you want a really high ball flight. Okay. Last time there was a major there, Martin Keimer just blitzed the field. He shot nine under. In second place, tied for second, Ricky Fowler and Eric Compton. Remember that name? The heart the heart surgery. They were one under. There was only three players in the entire field under par. So they can get Pinehurst playing very difficult. Uh, like, and if you threw if you threw Keimer out, there was only two guys that won under, you know, because he won by a bunch. And then it was a then it was you know, I mean, plus two was top was top nine at plus two, so it's a difficult track. If I remember right, too, like he used his putter almost everywhere. Yeah, well, he opened up sixty five, sixty five. He opened up you know super low to start. He he was not using his he was not chipping around the greens. If he missed it, he was trying to. Pot everything from my from my remember memory. Um, all right, Open Championship, July eighteenth to the twenty first. Royal Troon. Yeah, hell yeah, love Troon. Do you have odds Ro- for that one? I'm guessing. Yeah, Rory, Rory same guys. Rory, Rom, Scheffler, Hovland, Cam Smith gets bumped up a little bit. I suppose I'm guessing uh, from winning at St Andrews a couple of years ago, uh, but it's the same guys basically. Truden's pretty cool. Um, postage stamp, one of the most famous part threes in the world. Let's just hope we get severe weather. Because um, last year it rained a little bit, but all those courses need the weather. Otherwise, it's going to be low scoring. That was one of my favorite ones to watch when Henrik and Phil were going at it. Like everybody else, their yep. game could not keep up. And those two guys were just on top of their – It was. it was just like – Nobody else existed. Those two guys were playing golf that nobody else could even touch that week. That was a, a memorable week of watching golf for me, I remember. Um, and I guess I guess I did pick Henrik to win that week, so that was kind of cool. All right, and then wrapping up, we go to Valhalla. I mean, you got to think that, you know, it was JT. This is in Louisville, Kentucky. Is this a JT? Hometown boy. PGA, two-time PGA, you know, champion winner. Is this his? Is this his? week what's his what's the odds on him 
Uh, I Not know I left, I left it. It was the same guys are all up there for the PGA. I wonder if JT snuck up a little bit just from being. He's the highest at the Masters, actually, for odds of all of them. So there you yeah. go. That's, that's our that is our major venue for 2024. What if we did this as the as the podcast two time defending major champion? And I am working on a trophy. I'm gonna find one. I'm, one of these one of these episodes we're gonna have a trophy in the background here. What if we did this next year, boys? When anytime we play around all three of us together, we keep track of all kinds of stuff. Uh, we keep track of like birdies made, greens and regulation, putts, total score. Then for the whole year, we have data like who is the most over par, all kinds of shit. We could easily track that on a spreadsheet. It wouldn't take that much. We could have a 2024 break 80 boys season long. It's going to be like the FedEx cup. Only we don't get a millions of dollars and shit at the end. We get nothing, but, but pride. Okay. We could track it. It'd be easy. I'm okay with that. We can truly see if Tim is this, is the greatest player on the pod as he claims to be. And as again, I saw on his Instagram, he claimed to be the most athletic, which the answer is obviously no. We already we've already figured that out. <laughs> Just because well, you're tall that. doesn't we make you that. athletic. This strategy is only going to favor Mike. You know, the more we play, the more he can separate himself. He knows that just the couple of rounds that he could potentially lose it. So this is his best option. No, no, we could still we could still have majors. Like I think we should do. And again, it all depends on our schedule and how you know who can make what work. That was like anytime we go any on anything, it should just be major. Like we should have, we should have did one at, we should have did one for Brainerd too, and, and not just the one. We could come we did, with some I want it. We could easily come up with trophies for some of these things. We could have at least two or three a year. Why not? And then, but then still have our our, our full year long, you know, bullshit like the PGA Tours with the FedEx Cup, the worst thing ever. But we could do it easily. Okay, I'm down with that. All right, well, let's. Uh, I just got a couple questions, major-wise. You guys answer, and then we'll wrap up with this entry. Does Spieth or Rory win a major this year? They are both in a big drought. No, neither. They won't. Getting too old. You know, I don't I'm going to play. Thing, Tim. I'm going to play the. Uh, I'm going to play the odds here and say that Rory, at some point, has to break through. He's he was like. Wasn't he? He's like he's been like top ten in almost every major the last multiple years. You know his floor is so much higher than most people. At some point, he's got to break through with another win, doesn't he? Like he has to. Like how can he not? You would think at some point. At some point, the chip's got to fall the right way and he wins again. Okay. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Rory. Rory Spieth is Spieth showed some glimpses last year, but he was a disaster for a lot of the year too. I think Spieth has to improve his get back to his ball striking. I think that lacked. He wasn't as good at ball strikers. He's been, he'd been one of the top ball strikers in PGA tour for since, you know, he went on those runs and then, and then he missed a lot of little weird short putts uncharacteristically. So I don't know if he's got to start looking at the hole again or what, but he's got to get back to being more confident on the greens and then be a better ball striker. All right. Who gets more major wins in 2024 PGA or live? I mean, the, the lid's um, locked out, so it's going to be PGA. PGA. You're big dog. You know, here's here's my thing with Liv. Of the 48 golfers 
legitimately maybe 10 have would have a chance to win a major rom and and rom brooks cam smith bryson's playing i think he's in the masters he's playing so you know there's there's a few other guys there obviously but there, there's so many more players in the pga tour that the numbers would just the odds are so much higher for the tour players to, to win just because there's so many more of them playing in the majors but i mean but you could you could have a scenario where Rom and Brooks each win. You know, but I mean, you got a really big, big three there. Really, Cam Smith kind of a little bit up and down last year, but he's married now, so maybe we'll see what that happens, which way he goes. Okay, which American gets their first major twenty four? Max Homa, Cantley, Ricky, or Xander? All kind of known to not, um, I don't know, perform all that well at majors. I guess I shouldn't say that. They haven't won one. I, I mean, they've shown glimpses, all of them. I mean, Ricky finished second in all, what, their top five in all majors one year. Ricky played really well at uh, at the U.S. Open at this venue last time. So I I would lean towards towards him just because I'd, I'd love to see Max win. But there's nothing that's going to be on the West Coast, and that's where he's he's been so dominant. He won Quail Hollow. That's a big boy golf course. Yeah, on the East that is Coast. true. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. Who'd you say again? Who are you for? Oma Cantley, Fowler, Shaffley. I'm gonna go Homa. I think uh, Cantley has a terrible major record, which is almost that might be Cantley being that bad in the majors might be the biggest bizarre thing ever because statistically speaking he's so top notch and like everything uh and xander i don't know xander's usually there but never was but homa had uh a top 10 finish at the open championship last year that maybe will give him a little confidence uh going into this year for majors so i'm gonna say homa i also agree with my and here's the other thing that putt he made at the Ryder cup that he misses it. USA loses. That's a major. That's a major pressure situation. Yeah, and I think I think well, people don't people don't realize that he hasn't been. It's not like Homa. You know, it's not like Homa's been out there as long as Ricky. He has. He's you know not that experienced really, but as the kids say, right, Jeff? I think he's got that dog in him, as they would say. He, you know, I don't, I don't think he's afraid of the moment if he gets in that position. So I think I think he. He's the best bat anyway. Okay. All right. Well, I think time-wise, I think we can just cut it off there, boys. I think we're ready for a quick little chat about the century and be done. Um, Tim's, yep. Tim's got a tea time tomorrow, I'm guessing, right, Tim? Yep. You guys can chat. I'm going to bed. All right. Well, so, yeah, we'll see. Later. We'll see about it, Tim. Tim doesn't care about the century, Mike. You know that. No. Well, no, I, I love, he doesn't I watch love real, this. He doesn't watch real golf. He already said he watches YouTube golfers. Here's here's the thing. I love the Century because I think Century Insurance does an excellent job of giving back to the people of Maui. They run a tight ship with their golf course, and they're good stewards of the game. Thank you, Century, and thank you, Century World. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. <laughs> and now right. I'll say it off. All right, have fun tomorrow, Timmy. Uh, the Century 2020 gets underway at Kapalua in Hawaii, um, starting this Thursday. Field has got. Winners from 2023, as well as I think top 50 in last year's FedEx Cup. So guys like Victor, Scotty, Xander, Jordan, Ricky would be some of the big names. Uh, 
I think Scheffler's probably your odds favorite, number one player in the world, followed by maybe, I think I saw Victor and Ludwig is actually up there. Morikawa, Homa, Shoffley would be all up on your your board's pick to win there. Um, anything you want to mention? I know it's like one of the most hilliest golf courses yeah. of the year. Crazy I mean, drive. Scores are always crazy low. And you got it's a par 73, so you get that extra par five or whatever. So the, what, the scores always are between what 25 and 30 under. Uh, you know, unless it gets windy, there's the, it can be windy there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a big dog event. Although I don't think Rory's not playing, I don't think, right? He's not in it. So I, did not, I don't, I didn't mention Rory. No, yeah, I don't I, think uh, Cantley is either. Yeah, a couple guys aren't playing. I think the guys who have. Really good track record there. The probably the best track record is Xander. He has a he won in 2019, got second in 2020, fifth in 2021, and twelfth in 2022. He didn't play last year, so he's in the field. He has a very good uh, track record there. Um, but I got my I got a guy for you. You want who are you picking to win? Um, I don't know. I I think Morikawa. Gonna, last year, he's gonna get over his uh chipping yips he had, or whatever the hell happened yeah. to him. Yeah. So, I'm going to uh write an article probably tonight or tomorrow. I'm gonna try to this week or this year for the Substack every week have some picks. You know, if, if you're out there betting, obviously, it's not you know, we're not uh a betting service or anything like that, but I'm gonna put that out there. But I got a guy that I've been on board with for a long time on this podcast, as you OG listeners would know. That's due for his first PGA Tour win right out the gates in 2024. Cameron Young. What if he, what if he comes out of the gates, Jeff, and wins wins uh, the century? Well, he's think about this. Yeah, he's last year he got 13th, his first time playing in the event. Okay. Uh, and he shot 70 in the first two rounds, but then he went low and shot 64 in the final round. Uh, it's a golf course that has Almost no rough. I mean, it is super wide fairways. You know, it's a resort course. It's a bomber's paradise, and few guys hit it farther than Cameron Young. So uh, we're going to go off the board. You know, we're not going to take the Schefflers and all those guys. We're going to go Cam Young for his first ever win. Yeah, I don't think that's Ooh. a bad pick. I mean, he's played well on all sorts of different. I mean, he played well at the Masters. He played well at the Open. He's played well at some of the others, you know, that he's gotten second on. So he's, he's there. He just needs to close one. It's just a matter of time. Can he take down at Ludwig though? I mean, how is he how how are you gonna say that he's gonna win and your boy Ludwig, Ludwig's in the field and he's gonna beat Ludwig? Oh my guy, my my they're like my children. I don't know. It's just it's like picking who's your favorite child. Although we're gonna have to add a third, we're gonna have to add a third to the brood to the clan this year once uh, Adrian gets up. I think I wonder if he's playing next week at the at the Sony. We'll have to reach out to Adrian and see if we can get some uh information on that. All right, anything yeah, else? I don't know. Anything else? I got ready? nothing. All right. Well, We're that's watching golf this week. Primetime golf. It's it'll be prime time from way west coast. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for this week's show. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you can join us for more podcasts in the future. Um, yeah, hope everybody has a great 2024. The difference between 79 and 80 is everything. Maybe today's the day I break 80. Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80. It's the gold. Yeah, you hit it on one. 
Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. Break 80.